0: Hello, hello, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's episode four. We've made it four whole episodes, and Greg hasn't retired, fired, or quit. I'm Chase. That's Greg. Holy cow with Chase and Greg. Holy cow, I thought we had a lot of good stuff to talk about, and unfortunately, I guess we can't sh- cut it short. I mean, what is that, four games out of six that we won? Yeah.
1: I mean, we had a pretty good last week. We had a nice week. I mean, really yes, book ended with two losses one to um, Milwaukee and one to Atlanta. But we, you know, like you said, we swept the Mets, and I consider the Mets to be a good team. I still say they, they could very well be in the playoffs this fall. They and, are the
0: favorite in the NL East right now
1: and won that first one against Milwaukee. But, um, not off to such a good start this week so far, but I nope. have, to, have to keep hoping that things will get better.
0: The bats were definitely alive during that Mets three-game series, and then the first game of the uh, Brewers game, I believe we had 38 runs total over those four days. And then just like that, it falls apart, shut out on mm-hmm. the Sunday game. Um, which we got a lot to talk about there on that Arietta uh, Jake Arietta day on a Sunday is always the best. It looked shaky in that first inning. Yeah. Uh, two doubles right off the rip was one nothing. he walked a run in. Um, he had bases loaded with no outs but got out with only one run and then from then on it was premier Jake Arietta six innings pitched and it was a close game. I mean, it was really close game up until that ninth inning. Adam got into a lot of trouble. It turned into a six loss. Uh, don't know what Rossi was thinking, keeping him in that long. If we were having that much of a problem, I mean, one, Oh, is not a game to really mess around with.
1: No, not at all. And, you know, it's always easier to look back and say, we should have done this, or we shouldn't have done that than to, you know, make that decision at the moment. But, um, you know, as I've said more than once, our bullpen is not going to go down as one of the best bullpen's even in the National League Central. I think we might be a toss-up with the Reds as to right now which one is more on fire, not in a good way. Yeah. And um
0: You mean on a dumpster
1: fire level? Abs- absolutely. Quinn <laughs> dumpster fires, which yes. could could mean a very entertaining weekend series in the Queen City this upcoming weekend. But um, I mean, I haven't looked far enough ahead to see what the projected starting pitching is for that game. But um, anytime you get the Reds and the Cubs together, that's always a, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, that's probably my favorite team to go and watch the Cubs play against. Because like I said earlier, I grew up in Muncie, grew up as a, Grew up a Reds fan, Muncie, Indiana. Still very much Reds country, and in the you know early to mid seventies when I was a lot younger than I am now, you know you had the big Red Machine, and right. um, they were just fun to watch. And um, like I said earlier, we we got cable nineteen seventy nine in Muncie and. I discovered WGN and the daily dose of wonderment that became the Chicago Cubs with Jack Brickhouse and um, just fell in love with Wrigley Field and with the Cubs and um, made my first trip there that year and haven't looked back ever, have not looked back ever since.
0: I was a Cubs fan. Uh, My first hat was a Cubs hat, actually, when I was like two years old. And uh, I kind of followed along. But wasn't until I moved up there and made the first trip to Wrigley Field and uh, took a piss with a bunch of grown men around a trough that I really fell in love with Wrigley Field. It's uh, such a great – What what a unique experience that is. Yes. Um, Plus being frozen in May from yeah. the wind from the lake that, you know, that set it off. Uh, just the fandom though was great up there. I loved it, but the reds, yeah, they're having the same problems that are happening here. Uh, there's also two injuries to kind of talk about. Jock Peterson put on that IL did not make the trip for Atlanta. Uh, he's rehabbing. So I think they're kind of still assessing that. And then while we're recording this video, uh, is on Monday nights. We release Tuesday mornings at nine. Uh, Javi Baez didn't make the start for that first game in Atlanta. Sh- who knows what's going to happen tonight or Tuesday night, however we want to look at it. Uh, because he had a little bit, it looked like a kind of a lower back, maybe a hamstring yeah. pull. Yeah, I he grabbed at
1: it it's the end of the game, and I'll be honest, I didn't think too much of it because you know it didn't. He still stayed in the game, and I just figured, oh, it's one of those kinks, whatever, you know, nothing, nothing too serious. But then, you know, when he didn't start today. I was like, hmm, he must have. It must have been worse than what we thought it was, or it got worse overnight. So hopefully, he's not gone too long. I mean, we we need all the bats we can put in the lineup because we're, like I said, we're not, we're not doing a real good job of consistently scoring runs. I mean, we can, we're, we're scoring runs, but it's just four today, none tomorrow. Six, right. The next day. 28. Day. Yeah. So, you know, we, we gotta do, we gotta do more with that. And then, you know, I just, I just look and I see we've, just kind of out of the top of the six, so we still have three more shots, but down three runs, we're getting into the later part of the game. It's not
0: good. Right. Well, and that was the thing was the first game with New York, you know, they had that day off there in, at home. Um, then they had a three the, the first game out with the Mets, 3-1 win. To me, that's a real baseball game. Um, yeah. You know, that's a game that can say, hey, these guys can pitch when called upon, when – You know, I don't know if they had a come-to-Jesus talk on Tuesday before the game, on Wednesday, but 3-1 to me says, hey, we can play ball. We can shut down a team who has just annihilated most of their opponents so far in the year and hang with them. We can, you know, keep them to a run. Our bullpen can come in. Kimbrel can come in and close out a game and make it 3-1. That next game on, well, sorry, the Tuesday game on Wednesday, 16 to 4, final score. I mean, they just lit it up. Even there in the first inning, it was, what was it, 6 0 in the first inning, I believe it was. Absolutely. It was just, you know, you're like, okay, maybe something's happened. Maybe finally the, the team has finally woke up and it's time to realize we're not in spring training anymore.
1: We're no longer playing Rip Van Winkle anymore. Right. We're getting ready to actually, as the weather warms up, we're getting ready to play baseball.
0: Yes. Thursday's game, four to three. Another game that I say, hey, that was a great game of baseball. I was nervous. I enjoy being nervous. I enjoy questioning things. I enjoy seeing how it turns out, but it turned out to be another great game. Yeah, they gave up three runs that game. That's not a big deal in a in a league that is driven by runs now where yeah. we're trying to make a more offensive game, you have to expect three runs. I think the anomaly is going to be shutouts like what happened on Sunday. But th- four to three, they were able to sweep the NL East leaders right now.
1: Yeah.
0: That's yeah, no, yeah. the time we beat the Mets. They were in first place. Right. So then at that point, we were up tight second in the NL Central. So come Friday's game, 15-2, I mean, just beat up pitching for the Brewers. And I was like, okay, this is the turn. Four in a row. Four in a row. Yeah. And then Saturday they lost that nail-biter, 3-4. That was a close game. But I'll take that loss. No. I will take a loss of 3-4. to four. I will take a loss in a one-run game. What just turns into crap. Back on Sunday again, back.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Completely shut out. Now, I I, I get it. We didn't face the Grom with the Mets. Thank God the stars aligned. He wanted an extra day of rest. Yeah. They let him have that extra day. They gave him the extra day right before all hell broke loose with the bats. 15, you know, a 15-run game. Um, and they no. had a 17 hit. so it wasn't like they left a lot of people on base.
1: I don't remember who they played after they played us, but I remember checking out the next his next start, and he just dominated whoever they played. Yes, and he was just probably one of his best pitching performances of the entire season. And I remember thinking, "Thank God we didn't have to see him yesterday."
0: Yes. That got the sweep, you know, and maybe sitting out that game kind of gave him that extra day of rest. Yeah. You know, the the starting pitching for Milwaukee, for the most part, you know, yesterday's game, they knew that was coming. And that guy, I mean, he just straight (laughs) up has – he has their number. And they held their own pitching-wise until the ninth inning. That ninth inning just completely – destroyed it. You know, Woodruff, I believe he's struck out 40 without having a walk in his first four starts. So averaging 10 strikeouts, he's no he's no hack at pitching. I mean, he is ace material for the Brewers right now. Christian Yellich, they didn't even take they didn't even take that into consideration. They didn't take advantage of their best player not playing.
1: Right. Yeah, now I look at the scores and they're playing the Marlins tonight. And Miami's up four-nothing, top of the six. They've got runners on the corners, no outs, pitching change. So um Miami's nine and twelve. So right. you know, right now we're getting we're getting help from everybody because the Phillies are beating the Cardinals one to nothing after seven. The Marlins beating the Brewers, and you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but the Reds are playing the Dodgers tonight. And the way the Reds have been playing, and you know, you're playing to me still until until they lose, you're still looking at the top team to me in the national league, the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: Yes. So the Reds have the Reds started off hot. I mean, they were just flaming hot. Now we're talking about the dumpster fire that's their bullpen. Two and eight's the record out of the last ten. They've lost the last seven straight. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not looking good. Uh, they got what? No hit against uh, Bumgarner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, it was seven innings. They don't count it, which I think is correct.
1: I, I that's that's BS. I'm yeah. sorry. First of all, I why are we playing seven inning double headers this year? I mean, I, I kind of got it last year right. with COVID, but there's no need. I, I, I feel like the powers that be in Major League Baseball are using COVID as an excuse to ram some changes through that, I'm sorry, I don't like seven inning double headers. I don't like starting a runner on second base in extra innings we don't need to change the game just to change the game right i i i won't go as far to say that i'm a purist but you know it seems to have worked for a long long time yeah and now all of a sudden we need to
0: reinvent the reinvent the game no i don't think so and that's the problem that i have with it i understand i could even see doing the 12th inning if we've played a third a game and a third of baseball, I understand. Okay, maybe we need need to put two two runners on. Maybe we need to take give them one out, something like that. But what people are arguing that the game is slow and the game is this. Have you ever been to a professional football game? No. I mean, well, an NFL game, there's 10 minutes between you know time with uh, when we're, when we're when we're turnover on down or punt return or a, a touchdown and we get back to kickoff and we get back, there's almost ten minutes because of you know we have to get through commercials, we have to do all this. I've if, always
1: said the one thing that I love about baseball is that it's not controlled or mandated by a clock. It's not mandated by time. Right. Golf, I don't consider golf to be a team sport. Golf is probably the only other, along with tennis. But football, basketball, hockey, baseball, those other three, everything is about what the time is on the clock. Yep. And, you know, we don't have that in baseball, and that's always been – it's one of the beauties of the game. I mean, you look at the original rules of the game from the 1800s and compare it to how we play the game now. I mean, it's not 100% the same, but it's amazing at how many of the same things are the same. Yeah. Now the the length from the pitcher's mound to home plate, the length of the base paths. uh, You know, obviously, yeah, that's just something else about baseball. I always thought was cool that basketball, football, you're playing literally the same specifications in terms of a playing field. Baseball is that one game where every outfield is different. Some fences are short, some yep. are far. You've got the green monster. You've got, you know, used to have the elevated path at uh, Houston. Yep. You know, you had the old polo grounds where, you know, you would have never had that catch. By Willie Mays in the nineteen fifty four World Series, if he didn't have all that ground to cover, so you know those are the those are the differences in the ball game that I appreciate and I enjoy. And I just, if we're doing things just to speed the game along, that's not a reason that's good enough for me. Yeah. I, I don't go to the ballpark with the attitude that well the game needs to be over in three hours. You know, that's one of the things I've always loved about baseball is that it's timeless. And if, to be honest, if you don't have time to sit and savor and watch the entire game, no matter how long it takes, then maybe you need to find another sport to follow. Yep. But um, I I hear
0: soccer's on a pretty strict time limit. Yeah. Most soccer games are over within what, 95 minutes and they have a 20 minute. So an hour, you know, 120 minutes, two hours, and you're in and out.
1: And there's so many things about soccer that I do not understand, and yep. I hate to admit it, but I don't care if I ever figure it out because it's just not a – soccer doesn't excite me. No. It never has. I didn't – I didn't grow up playing ho- – I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't grow up playing soccer, and not to say that it's not a great sport because I think it is. It's not a sport that i that I choose to follow. Right. For those that do congrats, good job. But that's just not a sport that I'm going to spend my afternoons or evenings watching because
0: there are other things I can do. Yeah. Baseball. I, you know, I go with the mindset of my dad is one of those people. He's a schedule guy. What time is the game going to be done? When are you going to be, when are you going to be this? And I'm like, I don't know when, when the final, pitch is thrown and the last out is recorded. That's when we go home. I know yep. it just drove him nuts when we went to, uh, it was the, one of the Rangers playoff games and um, there was a rain delay. Oh man, a rain delay. You know, he doesn't, he didn't know how to react to that. He was cause he was watching the game and he called and he's like, well, what are they doing there? And I'm like, they're doing the same thing that they're doing on TV for you. Absolutely nothing. We're just sitting here waiting. That's one of the things I like about baseball. You don't know what you're going to get. It's also kind yeah. of, I guess, the motto for the Cubs this year. You don't know what you're going to get till we get to the field, and we either going to score fifteen runs or no runs. But uh, baseball is one of those sports that I, I think it it that's what makes it unique. And I think that's what we're doing when we're taking all this crap and we're trying to make it something else is we're watering it down. We're taking it away from what it truly could be.
1: We are taking the individuality of the game. What makes it different? What makes it to me, I maybe shouldn't say better, but what makes the, what makes the game so lovable? to So many different people. I mean, I love the fact that we're playing a game that has existed. 150, 175 years. Yeah. And for the most part, I mean I you could go back to the 1800s and watch a game from if we could take a time capsule back and we would recognize the game as it's played then compared to how it's played now. Yeah, there would be differences,
0: but um, the no glove thing, that's a weird one.
1: Yeah. The you know, the uniforms, the ball caps, the actual baseball, you know, all of that would make a huge difference then versus now. But, you know, the game has endured so many changes over the years. I, I'm just not a big fan of in anything. Well, you know, we, we need to make some changes to liven things up. No, we don't. You know, if you're dissatisfied with the game as it's presently being played, maybe that's your problem. That's not the, that's not the game's problem. That's right. your problem. And again, I realize COVID last year caught some instances of change that we had to have. But, you know, we're on we're getting towards the end of that battle right now. Obviously, you know, we're letting fans in the ballpark, not quite as many as we would like to see yet. But, you know, I'd like to think by the end of the season, you're going to see, 50% if you're ballparks. So, I mean.
0: Right now, Wrigley Field, I think the last few games they've been saying there's about 10,000 people.
1: Yeah, and I think they're at 25%. I know both Ohio teams, Cleveland and Cincinnati, they're up to 30. And I think with uh, May 1st, it's going to go up to 35% maybe. Right. So... Um, You
0: know, that's an advantage there, of course. Texas still balling out 100%. (laughs) I was just
1: going to say, if you're a Texas Ranger fan, you're in the money right now because, heck. And you know what's interesting? I This is, what, the third, fourth week of the season? And I read a lot of news reports on a daily basis. You know, when you're retired, you can do things like that. And I have not seen... I'm not seeing anything about increased COVID coming out of Arlington, Texas. No. Uh, no. And
0: there's, you know, the the players who kind of have a little bit more freedom that are coming through, there's no COVID-19 scares like there have been with some other teams. It's, you know, they, I do, I will say during the beginning of the NHL season, they had to postpone, uh, you know, the start of their season, the stock Dallas stars, because I think like 75% of the team and, People that travel within them all had COVID And it was a whole ordeal But now with baseball season Everybody's getting vaccinated and all of that It's kind of, they're they're saying Hey, we can function and not have These problems
1: Absolutely, you know, that's that's my attitude I'm three weeks removed From having both my Vaccinations, so I
0: I'm ready To get out there and watch some baseball Games Yeah I mean, we were even talking about trying to plan out something here. Greg's got himself a nice little, nice little rotation of Cubs games that he could make if he can work this uh, this little deal out. It could be a great little timeout with uh, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland and Detroit, and then you know onward for whatever. And it, those look like those will be great games to catch because Cleveland yeah. and Detroit not doing that hot in their prospective league. Yeah. But one of the leagues that I'm really good at, and it's not even really a league, but it's time for commercial time, but I'm really good at playing it and I'm loving every second of it is Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is a daily fantasy sports gaming website for the casual sports fan that is simple, fun, and easy to play. Users determine which superstars competing in the day's professional sporting events will record more or less than the contest line provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to the salary cap-based DFS games, but without the algorithms, lineups, and most importantly, sharks. There are several contests to choose from. Mine is actually the Home Run Derby right now none of which require hours of research required on competing sites. Start with a simple 2-2 or go for the highest payouts 100 times and higher by selecting an 8-8-more-or-less eight and eight more or less contest. Get started now with a 100% instant match bonus up to $100 right now, Greg, with the promo code Holy cow! It is so much fun. I enjoy every time that I play. Um, and right now that home run, the home run derby, no one's won. And last I checked, it was up to fifteen thousand dollars. It just keeps going up and up and up. No, all you gotta do is go in. So, like if you're gonna decide to pick the series this week with the uh Braves and Cubs, you find three players on those two teams, decide who's gonna hit what home runs, make your picks right, and you win. And You share with whoever else is winning. And right now, no one else has won. So if you took that home today, boom, lots of cash for you. Check it out monkeyknifefight.com. They're also on the iOS and Android stores. Once you get in, once you build your or make your account, type in holy cow, put that money in. They will match it. It's great. So have fun with that. Also, we're going to have some fun, too. We finally got them in. Holy cow shirts from our buddies over at Obvious Sports or Obvious Shirts. I don't know why I said Obvious Sports. We had Joe on last week. Thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think Greg and Joe may start a new podcast about Indiana basketball gyms for the high schools. They had a lot of fun talking about that. This is the logo. I'm sure you know about it. Go check it out. Holy cow shirt. and Greg's so nice that he schmoozed him a little bit. And if you type in holy cow five, you can get five dollars off. Can't beat that. that. You just cannot beat that. I think Greg's got the Fergie Fergie shirt. Fergie Jenkins. Thanks. Kind of. Is still my favorite. Still my favorite. Yeah. And I've got this one right here. You know what, guys? If you can get us to. If you can get us to 100 followers on Instagram, tag, comment, and share. I will pick a winner, and I will send you out a holy cow shirt. Simple as that. So we've lived through the bull crap of the two games. We didn't know what Ross was doing in the ninth inning there with Adam. Let's look ahead. What do we got going for the rest of this week? We've got two more games with... The Braves, we've got Cincinnati after that. Sorry, we've got three more games with the Braves. They're playing a four-game series. Yeah. And then we've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Cincinnati. They're on the road stretch. And then coming back that next week will be the Dodgers and the Pirates. May. So right now with the way things are going that kind of turn around the Braves had the number for them last week or the last time that they met up, which I guess was last week. Um, we did not play our best baseball. In fact, we had fans who were, you know, jumping to the season's over. We're done. Nothing's happening. Fire. Everybody. ye of little faith. So yep. many club fans burn the damn thing down. Start over the cubs fans are starting to sound like bears fans but i get it we worry all the time you know draft week is this week so that'll be fun to watch because greg and i are also bears fans um so I, I can't wait to see how that goes hopefully we can at least have because the bears are going to screw up the draft they do every year um, mitch travitsky and that's the, all i have to say but hopefully the cubs do. yes hopefully the cubs can win some here we got three more games with Atlanta that we can hopefully pull out some wins in. I have faith. I think we can at least split the series this week.
1: Yeah, well, they've added. They picked up two runs in the seventh. They're now down seven to eight. Run around first, one out. So who knows? Maybe we'll tie it up again. It seems to be a hitter's game instead of a defensive
0: game. Yes. Or a well, pitcher's game and and I'm, that's like we were saying that's kind of what's becoming that's what they're wanting they're wanting these big games with these astronomical amounts of runs it's not really what i'm into actually today before we got on here i was on instagram going through the instagram stories for cut 4 and they have a thing that they do called this or that and you have to pick you know do you prefer hot dog over pretzels things like that they had do you prefer a pitcher's duel or a you know a runs battle, but I can't remember what they called it. Uh, and more people preferred watching a game that is high scoring but close, as opposed to the pitchers' duel. I picked the pitchers' duel. I believe twenty three percent of us picked at that moment uh, the pitchers' duel, uh, but it was you know that that's just the way the game goes. I I believe firmly that we can pull out two. Um, I think that Cincinnati one might be a little tricky because of the bullpen situation.
1: Well, when you, like you said, you have a double dumpster fire. I mean, it, I guess it's going to come down to which one is burning the hottest. Right. Which, you know, in years, Pat, with the crew we have, our guys have always hit well at uh, great American ballpark. It seems to be a, A hitter's ballpark, but you know, they've really upgraded their offense the last couple seasons as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some 13, 15, 10, 9 games this weekend. You're not gonna see any one zero games this weekend. I just I just don't see it happening. So maybe I'm
0: Well, and that was, you know, that was the thing was last year, what was it last season or the season before when they kind of went out and signed some people and it made it look like Cincinnati was gonna do a push. Yeah. And then this year they started out, you know, they were number one in the NL Central for a long time. Now they're down to dead last. Thank God for Cincinnati, because we'd be sitting right there with them. Absolutely. Um, You know
1: Pittsburgh continues to play over their head. Now I don't know
0: how long that will last. But, yeah, I don't see uh, that. I see that one running out of some steam pretty quick. I, I'll give the Pirates all the credit in the world. They've,
1: you know, obviously they haven't read all the preseason predictions about how lousy they're supposed to be, and they're playing well.
0: Maybe they're, maybe they're, you know, inspired by Major League. You know, maybe that's kind of maybe they've got a, a, a cutout. Cardboard cut out of their owner saying, Hey, you no, know, we're gonna move the town, move the team to Florida, and they're ripping clothes off of him. I don't think anybody wants to see that. That would be the exact reverse for me. Uh, but you know, it's kind of one of those things where you know they don't know how good they are, they don't want to hear it. Maybe they just want to give a big middle finger to MLB riders, which I think that's what every team wants to do when they're just out of that. So Pittsburgh, I know Pittsburgh has played well. I think honestly though this will be an interesting uh the NL Central will be a very interesting division to watch just because of how much it changes over the course really Milwaukee's the only one that's really stayed right there they're 13 and eight uh, St Louis playing above 500 with 11 wins to 10 losses Pittsburgh right there at 11 uh, you know it's 11 tie 11 all uh, 500 baseball. The Cubs, if they win tonight, could do the same thing right there.
1: Absolutely. The Phillies
0: right have,
1: have added another run. we are going to the bottom of the ninth. 2-0 Philadelphia over the over the Cardinals. And you've got um, Marlins hanging on. They're 5-0 in the top of the seventh. So, you know, I'd sure like
0: to see us come back and win this game tonight. But um, if it would be nice if in the morning we wake up and there's a three-way tie for second.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, at can, least
0: that gives us promise. That gives us hope. You yeah. know,
1: yeah, we picked up two runs here in the seventh, and we're still, we've now got runners on first and second. We have two outs, but gosh, uh, that's almost yeah, we just had a better hit. So
0: um, who knows? Should be fun. Next week, though, is going to be very fun. We have our buddy Cole Franklin pitcher in the minor league organization. We were actually going to have him this week, but due to schedule changes going on out in the minor league camps, they actually moved their practices to later. So they got put on that schedule. So he's actually right now throwing a bullpen session while we're on talking about him. He's actually probably – could be able to see him in South Bend if Greg goes up and sees and he starts out there. I hope that he starts out in Iowa because I think he's a cool guy. I think he's really deserving of it. Really cool Cool. dude. He's coming on the show. We're going to kind of do a nice little down on the farm, hoedown type of situation. Um, Pull out the square dancing for you guys and get ready because minor league baseball has started. And as much as I love major league baseball, I love minor league ball. I got a Ballpark 45 minutes from the house. Uh, that is where I spend most of my summertime, is there with the kid. Sometimes I get a babysitter, and uh, the Thirsty Thursdays, there's always like a dollar beer night at every one of them. Uh, there was. I remember seeing in uh, Cleveland, there was a 10-cent beer night. Yes. Back in the that
1: 50s. Le- that led to a forfeiture one game because they um, – 10-cent beer a lot of baseball fans didn't mix real well because they no. they all got drunk. That was almost as bad as the White Sox having disco demolition night back in the mid seventies when they all brought their disco records and um, tried to blow them up. Between, but I think it was a doubleheader against the. Tigers. It was and um, bad became worse. Yeah, so, that was a full-on riot. Probably not one of the best promotions the White Sox ever came up with.
0: I can think of a few times in what I would consider more modern time. I mean, I know that is the modern era of baseball, but I don't know if you recall back when they started doing that extra play-in game for the um, wild card. Yeah. And it I believe it was Baltimore. is back when Buck Walter was with them. They were actually a halfway decent team. Um, and the, uh, the Braves and there was the infield fly, uh, call. And I mean, it was like out in the middle of left field and they called an infield fly and the left fielder for Baltimore missed it. And they kept running. They, I mean, it, they tied the ball game up at that point. Uh, the Braves did. And they were like, no, 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 we called infield fly and they, the fans in Atlanta just lost their minds and just started throwing stuff out on the field. Um, Those are always interesting. I do think the best beer promotion I've ever seen, um, and I've seen some great promotions throughout minor league baseball and stuff. I lived in East Texas and they had a collegiate summer league there. And it was one of those weir- weird places that it was a high school field, but they had like a beer thing that they could do once the school wasn't using it. So they sold beer at these games and every night they would do this will and they would spin a wheel, And it was a number from the team, from the visiting team. And every time that player struck out beers would be a dollar.
1: That's a that's a great promotion. I like that.
0: The things I heard yelled at 19 and 20 year old kids who were just trying to play summer ball, have some fun, you know, get their reps in. I mean, they were cheering for their failure more than I think they were cheering for the home team to win. Well, beer is beer, especially when it's a buck. Yes. It was like almost I feel like the people that created Brock Meyer may have showed up and seen this this promo and was like this is something we've got to throw on the show it was great um but greg i will tell you old style beer liked one of our posts on instagram so uh, maybe we can work out some type of uh, never know promotion there greg will have an old style 10 sitting right over there above the staircase Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. see if i can't get you a keg worked out per shit like a you know a keg a month or something like that get that you a kegerator in Put it right on my front porch with my Adirondack chair
1: and right, drink my summer away.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would almost be like hooking an IV of beer up for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, this has been a fun show. Um, trying to keep them, you know, pleasant and short for you guys to watch when you're supposed to be working at 9 a.m., unlike Greg and I. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, my.
1: My condolences to those of you that have to still get up. I, you know, after thirty-nine years, it, it really is. That's one of the greatest things I love about retirement is that there really, truly is no clock anymore. I mean, I I have an alarm clock and I haven't used it in months. So
0: I'm waiting for the day I have to remind Greg that it is Monday.
1: Well, that may not be too far away because more than once a week I have to look at my desk desk calendar and. I think it's Tuesday, but I'm not certain. I better look make sure.
0: Right? I'm going to be waiting for Greg. Days do
1: come together. I will say that.
0: Our seven, o'clock, uh, our 7 o'clock time, I'll be like, Greg, where are you at? And he'll be like, it's Friday. No, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, thanks for joining me once again.
1: Not a problem. Cheer for whoever's playing against the Reds, the Cardinals, and the Brewers. Yes. And of course, cheer for our Cubs. I'm yes, just asking for a lot, but you know what? The, the nice thing is, even though we are kind of struggling right now, no one's running away with our division. And, no. you know, I, I keep thinking that once warm weather is here to stay and summer really does arrive as promised, we're going to warm up with the weather and um, we'll see what happens.
0: Right, as soon as we start seeing the ivy on the wall, I think that's a good sign for the Cubs. Absolutely. It's a great sign for everybody, ivy on the walls. So until next time, guys, go Cubs, go. Watch Holy Cow. Make sure you're following us on all of our stuff at Holy Cow Show. Every Tuesday at 9, you're guaranteed. And you know what? I think after this episode airs, we should be at 10,000 views. That's unbelievable. Over our four episodes. Who would have thought?
1: That's just unbelievable.
0: Right. And as I was saying, get on Holy Cow Show on Instagram, like our page, share our page and comment in it. And once we hit a hundred out of the people that sign up, I will pick one of our fans to throw the Holy Cow shirt out. It's an amazing shirt. I love it. Greg said his will be here this week.
1: Mine should be a plan to wear it next Monday night.
0: There we go, the Holy Cow shirts. Also, Holy Cow 5 can get you $5 off if you don't want to wait and see if you can win one. Holy Cow 5 gets $5 off any shirt at obviousshirts.com. Also, remember Monkey Knife Fight. Holy Cow get you that instant match automatic. So, guys, enjoy your week. Hopefully there's great Cubs games to watch over the week. There's no stopping. It's straight through this week as you're watching Three more games with the Braves, three games with Cincinnati. Should be a fun one, guys. Until next time, I'll see you.
1: Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.